Hey everybody, I'm your host Gene Marks and this is season two of the Paychecks Business Series podcast. I'm a certified public accountant, a regular business columnist for a bunch of publications you probably know, like The Hill and The Washington Times and The Guardian and The Philadelphia Inquirer. But most importantly, I'm a small business owner of a financial and technology management services company, and I've teamed up with Paychex, the leading provider of human resources, payroll benefits, and insurance services to bring you real-life stories and advice from real-life business owners and experts. Now, last season, we talked about the challenges associated with COVID-19, and this season, we're focusing on moving forward, innovating, and navigating the road to recovery. And there is a road to recovery and some interesting things going on regarding startups in this COVID economy. And to discuss that, that, that topic with me, um, I've got Richard Gearhart here. Richard is the founding partner of Gearhart Law, uh, which is in Summit, New Jersey. He is also the host of the very entertaining Passage to Profit Inventors show on iHeartRadio. Oh, well, thank you, Gene. <laughs> yeah, which I've been on a couple of times already and had a great time. And I guess, Richard, when you, you know, this show itself, I mean, you're an, you're an intellectual property guy, so mm-hmm. you like to have inventors on this show. Because you know those people are of intellectual property advice, right? <laughs> you got that right, Gene. And uh, you know you've you've always been the perfect guest. Our listeners love you. You are so informative, and you're fun to listen to too. So thanks so much for being on Passage to Profit. And of course, Gearhart Law does intellectual property, which are patents, trademarks, and copyrights, and sometimes trade secrets, too. So we're very much involved in the innovation space, and we try to help entrepreneurs, uh, small businesses protect their ideas and their brands. So, um, so innovation is very key to our firm and uh, moving it moving it forward so you know one of the um one of the biggest bright spots if you can say you know there are any bright spots and 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 what's been going on in 2020 is that as so many people have been forced to work from home and a lot of people unfortunately have been out of work there has been this surge in new businesses started up and the census bureau had repeated they had reported just a few weeks ago about a significant increase in new business filings uh that were going on around the country now if you're starting up a new business that means you've got an idea for the business some of those ideas might be old school some of them though might be innovative and if you've got the idea um you're going to need some type of intellectual property advice. So I'm going to start with my first question for you, Richard, which is, I have an idea. I don't know nothing about protecting my my intellectual (laughs) property, right? And I hear patents, I hear trademarks, I hear copyrights. Can Can you break down what that means? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Patents protect uh, technology and inventions. Trademarks protect brands. Copyrights protect uh, protect original works of expression. So, for example, music, books, movies, uh, anything that is creative in nature. If I'm starting a business and I've come up with an idea, uh, you know, does that necessarily mean it it should be patented, trademarked, and copyrighted? And do ideas usually involve all three? Uh, Often they can involve all three. And patents may not be necessary for every type of business. Uh, Trademarks are usually something that an entrepreneur should consider. Um, And the important point is, though, to check with an intellectual property uh, professional who can give you advice on to whether it makes sense to pursue patents if you have a new product or uh, 
trademark if you're starting a new business. And one of the reasons for this is that you want to make sure that somebody else hasn't already filed a patent or filed a trademark that could block you going down the, down the line. And so too many times entrepreneurs get started, they get focused on their product, they get focused on their marketing strategy, but they forget to check to make sure that they're free and clear to move forward with their project. And so checking first uh, makes a lot of sense when you don't have a lot of investment in the branding or you don't have a lot of investment in the product. And if tweaks need to be made, then you can work with an intellectual property professional to help that. You know, we all know that this stuff is really necessary and yet it, it, it frightens us because we are, we hear attorney and already we're thinking we're going to be billed for 200 bucks an hour, you know? Well, yeah, that's true. Um, and it is important to get advice from an attorney and it's just part of cost of doing business. So for example, most, uh, uh, intellectual property professionals that deal with entrepreneurs are probably charging less than a thousand dollars to do uh, an intellectual property uh, trademark search and probably a little bit more than that for a patent search and if you compare the cost of doing that search and getting good direction and advice compared to the cost of say finding out three years later that uh, somebody else has the name because they sent you a cease and desist letter which means that you've invested three years of branding or uh, sales then it's probably better to avoid it in the first place and and and, and go on another path so it's really sort of like an insurance policy. If you are able to check ahead of time, then that greatly reduces your risk in the future and, you know, wasting a lot of time and effort. When I hear, when I hear about patents and, and copyrights and trademarks, you know, I, I think as a small business owner, you know, you, even if we come up with an idea, um, you know, wh wh how do we even defend ourselves against the bigger corporation that steals that idea or somebody else? Are we really protected by this stuff? Well, um, yes. And so part of it is what happens after the trademark or patent is granted. But what a lot of people don't realize is that the intellectual property system works mostly in the background. <clears throat> so for example, if an entrepreneur comes to me and they want to trademark their, their, um, their, their new business and it's called, uh, you know, Randy's Candy or something, mm -hmm. we'll do a trademark search. And if somebody else already has the mark Randy's Candy, we'll explain to the client that, well, you've got that, uh, they, somebody else has got that mark and you're taking a risk. And so then the client goes back and they think about it. And usually they might make a, a, a change to, you know, Randy's delicious candies or Randy's, <clears throat> you know, Randy's toffee or something. And they'll take steps to avoid using the mark. So the, the trademark owner doesn't really know that that's happening because it's, it's happening in, you know, with another attorney and it's client confidential when a third party comes to check it out. But what it does do is it has the effect of steering at least uh, honest business people away from using your mark or your name onto something else. And of course, not every entity is always honest. There are certainly cases where large companies just try to use their resource advantage uh, against uh, sm smaller businesses, but most of the activity takes place behind the scenes and you avoid 
having somebody uh, use your name or your invention uh, simply by having it on file and, and hoping that uh, other attorneys are, are steering people away from those, those same projects. You know, it, it's funny. I, I was recently um, giving a talk on ransomware because, um, you know, I do this, some technology work and, and how if you take certain steps like upgrading your, your computer's operating system, it protects you from it. None of this is guarantee that you're not going to be attacked by ransomware, but the malware makers, they, they tend to avoid headaches. You know, if they see right. that, that, right, they come across a business that have taken some precautions, they're like, well, I don't want to waste my time on those guys. I'm going to go to somebody that hasn't taken any precautions, just lower hanging fruit. Does that, is that the same case in this world? That's a perfect uh, analogy, Jane. And in fact, it's sort of like getting the home protection systems and putting the sign out in front of your yes. lawn. Right. Right. It's sort of, yeah, a burglar could probably break in, but why would they do that if they could go down the street and, and deal with a house that doesn't have an alarm system? And so it gives at least that disincentive. Now, you know, if, if there's something really valuable there, are you going to be able to keep somebody out completely? Well, sometimes yes, sometimes no, but uh, it's, it's definitely um, a discouragement for anybody who's looking to take your ideas or your brand. You know, ever since I was a little kid, I live in Philly, and um, I, you know, I used to go to a lot of Phillies games with my grandfather, and we used to drive down Broad Street. And I'm not going to name, I'm not going to name this business, but anybody in Philly will probably recognize it who's been down this road. But there is this, there is this business. It's, it's actually a dry cleaners, and they name their business literally Richard after a Disney character. Oh and my they gosh. Have they have their sign is this giant sign of the the Disney character, and it's still there. It, I mean, it, and it's been there, and I'm 150 years old. That thing has been there for every year when I was a little kid. I mean, are they crazy? Is that? I mean, you would not if you came across a company like that. You know, you would be giving them some pretty specific warnings, right? Yeah, I mean, it depends on the facts and when they started using it. Uh, sometimes you can use the same name for different type of business. Um, but most of the Disney marks are so famous that they get broader coverage because of their fame. But if it's a more ordinary term, uh, more ordinary company, then they don't get that famous treatment. And then it becomes uh, how similar are the marks and how similar are the goods and channels of trade in which those marks travel. So Got it. If, if, if that person and it sounds like it's a small business. So, yeah. you know, it may not be on Disney's radar. So, um, so you know, that, that would be a, uh, you know, that would be a positive for, for, for them. Sure. Uh, um, but yeah, it, it's, it, it's actually, you know, fairly complicated. The law is, is complicated. There's federal trademark registrations. There's common law registrations. Uh, there's a lot more to it than just comparing names. And so we always recommend get a professional involved if they, um, if, 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 when you're getting started and uh, hopefully they'll, they'll steer you clear. Is there anything a startup owner can do on their own, Richard, where they can at least do some checking first, do a little bit of research, you know, so that even if they do then take the next step and go to a professional, they're just a little bit more intelligent about what they got or what their exposure is? 
Absolutely. That's a great point. And we always tell our clients, when it, whether it's a patent for an idea or a software, or whether it's a brand, uh, a trademark, that you check first. So the first place to go is online and see who, if, who, if anybody else is using the, the name. Um, secondly, you can also check the trademark office. There's a website. Uh, it's uh, T-E-S-S. And if you just type that into your uh, Google search bar, it'll come up. And there's also ways to check patents at the U.S. Patent Office, which is it's a little bit more complicated to do the patents because um, just the way the website is set up. But you can do some checking yourself. And we always tell clients that you should do your own preliminary search. If you find something that's close, we can give you advice about whether it's a real problem. If, uh, if you find nothing, I still recommend doing, going ahead with a professional search anyway, because um, we look at it a little bit differently than the average business person. We know what to look for. We know what's similar, what's not. And so uh, based on that, it's, it's always a good idea to have it, you know, double checked. So, but, um, you know, certainly if you find something that's right on top of you, um, then, you, you know, you might need to look for a different mark. As an intellectual property you know, law firm, do you, do you guys make your money mostly from people that come in doing these searches? Do you make it more so from helping people apply for patents or trademarks or defending them? Where does, you know, how does an intellectual property law firm really, you know, re- really stay in business? I would say, you know, we have active, uh, we're active in, in all of those areas. We do a lot of searching. We do a lot of uh, application filing. We also do a lot of litigation when it comes to defending our clients' rights. Um, almost all of them are entrepreneurs. Uh, and so um, there are ways to defend lawsuits if it comes down to that. But I would say um, our prices, the way we try to approach things is we, 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 we try to uh, keep our search fees reasonable and establish a relationship with the client. Um, once they talk with us and work with us for a little bit, I think they realize the value that we add. And so, uh, and then that's real. So, and then the, once we get into the project, um, we're, we're, um, you know, we, 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 we obviously try to be profitable at every stage of the process. Um, but, um, that's where it gets a little bit more involved and a little bit more expensive, but we do work on flat fee basis for everything that we do for the entrepreneurs. Um, so you have cost certainty. We, we quote a specific price for the search. Then we quote a specific price for the application. These are the government fees. This is the process, how you can expect it to work. And we present you with a, a budget from start to finish. Uh, and that's usually an estimate, but we're usually not off more than five or 10%. We have over 2,100 clients that we've been serving for the last 15 years. And I would say that uh, the vast majority of them are entrepreneurs or solopreneurs, people just starting out. And uh, maybe this is their first project, or maybe they have a small business and they want a trademark. Um, we're, we're, we're very geared toward working with that class of clients, as opposed to larger firms who will be less reluctant 
are more reluctant to work with you and who m might deprioritize you if you have a if they have a larger case coming in the door or something. So um, our, our heart is with entrepreneurism, and uh, I, I we have a wonderful client retention rate too. So um, I think they they are entrepreneurs appreciate us. Now you mentioned that um, you know you you have about twenty one hundred clients, and you know you've been serving these these clients over over the years. This this kind of speaks the, to the uh, the fact that you you have ongoing relationships with these clients, I guess. So, what what should I be prepared for? I mean, I, you know, this doesn't seem like something I just file once and then I'm done, or I do a search and then I'm done, and and that's it. It seems like if I have something that is trademarkable, a brand I want to protect, a technology that I might want to you know protect, um, I have to have a continuing relationship with you. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And that's the way the system works. It's similar for patents and trademarks, but we do a search. If the search turns out okay, then we proceed to the next step, which is file an application with the patent and trademark office. There's a period of time there where the trademark patent and trademark office um, uh, review the application. There's actually quite a backlog um, at the patent and trademark office. Uh, eventually, depending on the depending on a whole number of factors, from eight months to two years, we would get a response back from the examiner, who takes your piece of intellectual property and compares it to all the other intellectual property that's out there, and they'll typically write a response back to us saying, "Well, we're not ready to allow this yet because of this, 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 and this." And then part of our job is to negotiate with the patent and trademark office in order to get the the patent or trademark allowed, and so that requires legal arguments, usually discussions with the examiner. Um, there's a lot of smaller steps in between, but that's essentially kind of boiled down uh, the boiled down process. And, and so based on that, um, we would have lots of contacts with our clients uh, while that is happening. Uh, we also help clients with license agreements, business agreements, uh, non-disclosure agreements, all of those kinds of things too. So uh, we, we provide a, we're a resource for entrepreneurs when it comes to the legal piece of uh, starting a business. So, um, so yes, the relationship is continuing and um, we're with you there every step of the way to explain how it all works and uh, so that you can make the right decisions for your company. You know, you can turn this question around if you want and make it more positive if you want, Richard, but I, I, I just got to throw it out and ask you, um, who are, without naming names, who are your worst clients? Like, what, what is it about clients of yours that you don't, that you just have a difficult time doing business with that makes your job harder? And, and how can I avoid being that guy? Well, thank you for asking that question. It's a, it's a lot of things, but um, I think if the personalities aren't fitting correctly, and we, we, we consider ourselves to be a very uh, honest firm with uh, integrity is important to us. If our values don't match with our client and they want us to do things that we don't feel comfortable with, it's usually not a good fit. And um, eventually everybody knows that and we go our separate ways and that's, that's fine. We're you know, supportive if there's a transition, but it really comes down to um, using the intellectual property system correctly. And so we, we want to maintain our uh, reputation 
as a firm of high integrity. Richard Gearhart is the founding partner of Gearhart Law, an intellectual property law firm based in New Jersey, but with clients all around the country. He is also the co-host of the Passage to Profit Inventors Show on iHeartRadio which I strongly, Richard, when, when is that, when is the show aired? Well, the, uh, we air on WOR 710, uh, 11 o'clock on Sunday nights, but we also have podcasts available on all the major podcasting platforms. And we also appear on the iHeart uh, app as well, which reaches, you know, many millions of people. So um, there's lots of different ways to find us. If you're in the New York area, area, you can listen to us live. Uh, otherwise, you know, can catch one of our podcasts. And we also have a YouTube channel as well, Passage to Profit Show uh, on YouTube. And so we'd also like to ask any listeners who are interested also to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter too. So um, we're reachable in any number of ways. And uh, we're always looking for uh, new presenters. So if there's anybody who in your audience who would like to present an idea on the show, uh, we'd be happy to uh, meet them and, and, uh, and work on that work with them if it works out you know, properly. So, and I strongly recommend doing this. We had a great time on your show. The couple times I was on and look forward to coming back as much as I look forward to having you back, Richard, on this podcast as well. Nothing would make me happier, Gene. I'm glad to hear that. It was uh, very informative information on, 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 you know, filing for a patent and things you need to know about protecting your intellectual property for more great podcast episodes from the paychecks business series podcast and other information to help you run your business. Please visit paychecks.com forward slash works w-o-r-x again richard richard gearhart of gearhart law thank you very much for joining me today it was really a lot of fun to talk with you i'm gene marks thanks for listening and we'll see you all again soon take care this podcast is property of paychecks inc 2020 all rights reserved